You're listening to El Nino's, the Tornado Hunters Podcast. Grab a cerveza and turn up those speakers. Yawn, <laughs> man! Whoa! Good driving, Ricky. Oh, this vehicle's underneath it. Oh. It's taking up power poles. All right, welcome to episode number two of El Nino's, the Tornado Hunters podcast. On this episode, we're going to hear from Frankie McDonald and Dylan Atack, our regulars, and we'll try to name Cubby's new baby. Woohoo! There will be some auditions for our new voiceover narrator because our last one sucked. And of course, our special guest tonight is Chris Bukowski of ABC's The Bachelor. Now, before we get started, I just want to introduce you to the Tornado Hunters. I want to introduce you to who you're talking to, who's on the show, get to hear their voices and uh, put a voice to a name. First of all, let me introduce Cubby. Cubby is the steadiest hand in storm chasing. He does all the videography for the Tornado Hunters. Cubby, how are you doing today? Doing good, doing good. I noticed you got my picture on the wall behind you. That's really cute. That's just someone I look up to. Right on. What are you uh, doing we also, that photo, Greg? Is that like duck that? clips? Is that what that no, is? No, no. I was uh, doing that, uh, you know, for the Easter seals, you do the rappelling down the side of the building. And you're there watching or? <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, this is a good segue into Dick Forbes. Dick is our extreme athlete and adventurer. Maybe you can tell us what you've been up to lately. You were over in Banff, weren't you? Yeah, myself and the girlfriend went out to uh, Banff for the weekend and went skiing and did some hiking. It was awesome. Yeah, uh, I heard there was, wasn't there an avalanche? Wasn't there, what what happened there? There was, though, at the ski hill over from us, there was an inbounds avalanche. Two people got taken out and one person, unfortunately, actually uh, passed away. Yeah, I heard about that. And I, was, and I, was, I saw your post earlier about being in Banff and I saw that. I was like, Ugh. yeah, no, that is scary stuff for sure. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, next up, we have Nick the Body. He's our resident psychoanalyst, or psycho, some might say. Uh, Nick, how are you doing? Yeah, pretty fair, pretty fair. <laughs> All right, man of a few words. I'm also going to introduce myself. When you hear my name, they call me Greggles. I'm a storm chaser, photographer, and author, and uh, used to be a bit of a traveler, but now with COVID sticking at home, Let's get to know you guys a little bit better. I've always wanted to hear the stories about how you guys got your nicknames, but I'm going to start with mine. I'm going to tell you how I got my nickname. So, Ricky, you're laughing already. Why do you think I got my nickname? I, I see Greggles as your, your pseudonym for um, your hairdressing background. <laughs> when I think Greggles, I think of a, a man sitting at a sink in his uh, tidy whities uh, putting moose in his hair and letting everybody know how you can never have enough moose in right. your hair. Kind of like the Zohan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the <laughs> Zohan. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? Twitter actually gave me the nickname. There was a bunch of fake Twitter accounts that were made uh, of me. And uh, one of the Twitter accounts uh, had a profile picture of that Bubbles from the Trailer Park Boys. You know, Bubbles with the, the big, thick Coke bottle bottom glasses the the name of the twitter account was uh fake greg johnson and it was a picture of bubbles and so my kids started calling me because they thought that was hilarious so they started calling me greggles and uh, that's why it's stuck ever since so uh, i am greggles thanks to twitter and a uh, storm chaser feud so that's my my story nick what about you where did you get nick the body well i think it's pretty obvious <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me ask you this question though. Uh, let's take Ricky and and uh, Chris, um, good-looking Chris, out of the equation. And uh, who who is the best of the best-looking of the three of Greggles, Cubby, and Nick the Body? Would you say? Are you asking me? I'm asking you. Well, I'm the I'm the best-looking of the three of us. <laughs> no, sorry, that's incorrect. Uh, it, it's actually me, Nick the Body. 
Uh, no, the nickname uh, came from uh, my time at uh, Catholic high school. The, f the first two years I was there, we actually had um, nuns still teaching us. And uh, there was an assignment we had to do. And uh, we had to give ourselves our Catholic nickname, I think it was, or something. And so I came up with Nick the Body, thinking that that was, um, and not to be funny, like the body, like the body of Christ type thinking, right? <laughs> and so I did, the, I did the report, and the, the, the teacher gave it back to me, and she said, no, this is not good work. You, I, I'm not accepting this. If you want, you can do it over, and I'll regrade it. And so I took it back, and I did it over. But this time, it was Nick the Body about how sexy I was. And then I took a zero on the paper and then I demanded that people call me Nick the body. And there are people that still to this day. And so then I did everything like the internet was in its infancy then. Right. So I just user named Nick the body on every platform, hotmail, Alta Vista, angel fire, geo cities, ask Jeeves, Metacrawler, MySpace, high five. Right on. So you gave yourself a nickname. You can do that. You can give yourself a nickname and people will call you that. Dick, uh, you got your nickname. You certainly didn't give it to yourself. Uh, <laughs> so how did you get the name Dick? I don't know. I feel this is undeserved. All right. Let's go to Cubby. Cubby, where does Cubby come from? Well, it all started when I was a kid. You know, you know, as a kid, you play a hide and seek with your parents and I always hide in a cubby hole. And my parents, my dad was like, all right, that's your nickname. We'll call you Cubby. Flash forward to 1996, I'm playing in the state of Michigan bocce ball tournament, playing up against Gianni and Giuseppe, some Italian team. Came down to the last ball. They had won the match. I throw my patented Italian steamroller, knock it out of the park. My dad stands up, yells, Cubby, way to go. Det Detroit Free Press was there. They came over, did a whole thing, hence the name. And they called you Cubby in the story. Cubby ever since. Beautiful, beautiful, great story. We're, we're going to now get to our, our special guest, Chris Bukowski. And, and Chris was a contestant on the eighth season of The Bachelorette. He was also uh, on uh, the third season of The Bachelor Pad. He was a runner-up there. He had a couple of really bad episodes on Bachelor in Paradise. And then he returned and won the sixth season of bachelor in paradise and to this day no one in bachelor nation has had more appearances on the show than than our guest chris bukowski and now that we've got all that bachelor stuff out of the way let me also say that chris is a business owner uh and he's into the world of cryptocurrency he's a closet storm chaser and he grew up in illinois and a lot of people tell gerard butler that they think that Gerard looks like Chris. Chris, is that uh, is that a fair statement? Welcome to the show. Yeah, that intro got better and better as it kept going. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. So, Chris, listen, you're you're from Illinois, born and raised in Chicagoland area. Like, where where in Chicago uh, where did you grow up? So, about forty five minutes west of the city in a town called Bartlett. Okay, so how far would you have been away from, for example, from Rochelle? Yeah, so we're about uh, not too, I mean, about an hour north of Rochelle. About an hour north. Because one of the video clips that we're going to get to today is uh, a tornado that happened in 2015 in Rochelle, Illinois. So pretty close to home. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Illinois is very well known for actually being a, a pretty intense part of Tornado Alley. In fact, uh, if we go back in history, uh, in 1925, the tri-state tornado, which happened in southern Illinois, it actually uh, crossed through Illinois, uh, killed 700 people. Have you ever had a tornado experience, a, like a crazy weather experience growing up in Illinois? Because you were right there in Tornado Alley. I tell you, so I was scared of storms when I was, when I was little. Um, and I remember every Tuesday at 10 a.m. was the tornado siren. You know, they would test the sirens. And I would, I would, I would hear them and I would, I'd be scared. But I remember this one day it was, um, uh, you know, it, when I was younger, it was like, Oh, if the sky turns green, like, you know, go to the basement. And I swear it was like a Sunday I woke up and the sky was green and it was hailing. And 
my whole family was acting like it was normal. And I'm like, yo, we got to go to the basement. And everyone's just sitting there. I'll never forget. I got, I literally grabbed everybody, you know, like we got to go. And I was probably, you know, eight or nine years old, you know, down at the basement, but the weather was bad, you know, it was, you know, it's pretty flat over there. And the further away you get from the city, the flatter it gets. So it was, uh, we had some bad weather out there for sure. Ever, ever, ever seen one? Never seen one. Never seen. That's one. why you know we're doing this, and next time, yeah, yeah. I, I want to see one for sure. Well, you know, we talked about it uh, before, Chris, but we we would love to have you out storm chasing. Is that something that uh, something you would want to do? Yeah, absolutely. Well, maybe don't go with Greg. You should come out with Ricky and I. <laughs> <laughs> and right. Yeah, whatever yeah. safest, but yeah, the, <laughs> definitely it. <laughs> Greg likes to time lapse clouds and northern lights. Chick and I go after tornadoes. All right, I'm in on that. I'm in on that. Backing up a second here, Chris. What what kind of businesses are you in nowadays? Yeah, so uh, pandemic hasn't been really friendly to me, but so I have uh, restaurants. So we got three of them in the DC area, um, one in Arlington, Virginia, and then two in the DC airports. Unfortunately enough, you know. The ones in the airports are actually um, in Air Canada terminals, so no one's really going in and out of Canada right now. Uh, so we haven't been able to reopen up those. Um, but if you're ever in D.C., check out Brack Room. we got great poutine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we got those three. And then, you know, I have a digital agency based out of L.A. We do a lot of websites, uh, apps, digital advertising. So a little bit of everything. But that was mostly in the hospitality space as well. But that's starting to, you know, pick back up here in the States. So did during the pandemic, did it hurt you at all? Like uh, any of those businesses or, I mean, obviously the restaurants, but like your digital marketing. Yeah. You know, it was actually kind of a good kind of wake up call to kind of pivot away from just hospitality. So we started working with a lot of um, startup tech companies um, in the online, um, you know, fitness streaming, uh, which obviously has taken off like your, your Pelotons of the world and whatnot. So it was good for us. And now we have that new business and now, you know, all the restaurants and hotels are starting to open back up. So it's actually, I think we're actually in a better place now than, you know, when the pandemic started. So you just bought a new house too. Hey, and is that in Denver or where, yeah. where's, the, where's the new place? And you were, you were trying to pop a cork on a, on a champagne bottle and you kind of really messed it up. That was the altitude, man. Things don't pop up here as easily yeah. as they do, you know? <laughs> But yeah. if, you guys, if you guys haven't seen the video of it, you got to check out Chris's Instagram. Uh, and uh, if you've ever watched like a like a, a little kid try to open up a <laughs> champagne bottle, that's kind of what it looked like. See, I could have hit, hit the neighbor, didn't you? Yeah. So in the alley, it landed on the neighbor, and like she, you know, it was kind of like a like a surprise <laughs> noise. And I was like, oh man, I'm still recording here. See, but here's the thing, Greg. I could have edited that where it looked like I popped it on the first try, but right, right. You know? <laughs> what a good way to get introduced to the neighborhood. Too. You're like, hey, how are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why did so? You know, I'm from Chicago. I was living in LA prior to Denver, and. Um, I didn't really enjoy LA. Uh, I was dating someone out there for a really long time. And um, I was driving back to Chicago after that relationship ended. And my best friend from college, he lives in Denver. So I made a pit stop here, you know, blew off some steam for a week. And I'm like, I kind of, you know, I kind of liked it here. Uh, it's a central location for me to travel. I travel a lot normally when there's not a pandemic. So LA, Chicago, DC. So I just kind of stayed, you know, it's, there's a lot to do outside. Uh, the weather's nice. Uh, the people are good. Uh, so it was just kind of made it a new home. For sure. Yeah, Denver is beautiful. Yeah. Where did you go to university? UNLV, Las Vegas. Interesting. They don't have a university. <laughs> I know. You don't You don't think. But, yes, yeah, so I went for hospitality, you know, so that was my thing since I was always, you know, even as early as high school. So hospital, they had a good hospitality school there. And uh, there are many people from Illinois that go to, to Nevada for uh, Las Vegas for college, or is that just you? That's mostly just me. I dragged one of my buddies to go with me, but uh, it's a melting pot. There's people from all over the world that go there. Uh, so that was that was really cool. I mean, the best thing about UNLV is, you know, the people you meet, the network, um, you know, the schooling's, you know, decent. Um, obviously, it's Las Vegas, right? So, uh, you know, the first thing that happened there, probably three days into me being there, was my RA was making fake IDs in, you know, her dorm room for <laughs> for two hundred a pop. So, um, you know, hey yo, yeah, you grew up. That fast was the RA. Oh yeah, yeah, she was in charge, but she was making two hundred dollars, you know, an ID. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Weren't you weren't you a little suspicious when she was like, you know, 45 years old and driving a Benz <laughs> and stuff like that? That's actually funny because that's very, you know, it's kind of what she was like, actually. <laughs> Just smoking. You want a fake ID. <laughs> that's it. That's a, that's exactly hey, it. No running in the hallways, but hey, you gotta need a, you need a fake ID. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Hey, Chris, listen, when, when we, we, you know, anybody who's been following your journey with the bachelor knows all the stuff that's gone on, but do your friends like, like the, 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 the dudes that you hang with, like, are they merciless when it comes to the teasing? Like, like, do, like is at this stage, are they like, dude, you're never, ever gonna get married like like are they merciless because like i would be merciless like i would i would just i would tease you about it all the time you know what's funny is i've done it for so long now i the first show i was on i was i just turned 25 and i'm 34 now so they're like they don't even care you know i think they're out of they're out of you know ammo they just got nothing left so um it's actually gotten better um but yeah at the beginning they were they were all over me but you know, here's the thing is, you know, I had some notoriety pretty early on and they got to, you know, reap the benefits too. Like when we would go out and right, right, right. Your time and um, I would always take them with me places and stuff and include them in things. So they, you know, they learned to appreciate it, but they definitely, you know, dug into me for sure. So I don't follow The Bachelor, but I see uh, one of the first things I see is that you've been on, you've had the most appearances of anyone. You're kind of the Wayne Gretzky of The Bachelor. <laughs> I like that. Is that a is that a good thing or a bad thing? So at first, so for a while it was a bad thing, but now it's a good thing. Now it's like all right, you know. Now it's like all right, Buk- we're gonna be Bukowski back again for another show. And at this thing's like you know to get casted for that show, it's you know it's not easy either. Yeah. Um. So you know, in my mind, it's kind of like a joke now. It's like all right, like another one. Nope, that's fine. Also, like these experiences. I mean, I probably wouldn't have been able to do on my own. So especially early. I mean, we traveled the world. I mean. Eastern Europe, I mean, Bermuda, you know, Toronto, I mean, we were all over the place. So um, I would have never been able to do that without the show, probably until later, you know, in my life. So um, to me, it's a good thing. You know, now with social media, how big social media is, every time you go on one of these shows, you get more followers, you know, and, and For sure. every follower is is worth something. So, um, you know, I, I don't really take advantage of that as much as I should, but that's that's what it's like now. And what what was that process like? Like you know, initially when you were you said you were twenty five when you first got on, so yeah, like you so, had to send in like a tape, or do you get interviewed, or like was it like a long process, or was it typically? Yeah, I got really lucky. So I was actually working uh, in New York for the NHL uh, at the time, and my friend that I grew up with. Uh, no, she wrote, oh, hang on, hang on. You were what? You were working well, here, for the here, NHL. Here, the body really quick. I think I see a Rangers towel. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's. That sounds way more interesting. Let's yeah, talk so I'm, a, I'm an Islanders fan. I worked for the Islanders. So my friend, she wrote a nomination letter for me, a real nice one, like made me seem like a really nice guy. And I, at the time, I was. Um, <laughs> Is that the same friend that got you the fake ID? No, that would have been something. Um, but yeah, she wrote a nomination letter, and they asked me like, hey we're doing a casting call out in Chicago. Would you want to come by? And um, it just so happened to be by a condo, my condo. And so I went over there, you know, they casted me pretty much on the spot. I saw who the girl was and I was super interested in the girl. Uh, she was just kind of my type. And um, that was it. Three weeks later, I went to LA and started filming. I yeah, like I how when uh, you mentioned that you got to travel the world and you named like Bermuda and Eastern Europe, and then you threw Toronto in there for <laughs> They, you know, that's Canadian fans, but you can literally go to Toronto anytime. I love Toronto. <laughs> Toronto reminds me a lot of Chicago. Just the people are nicer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just because of the great? lake, lake, lakefront living kind of deal. I think it just, it looks, just, it looks very similar to me. I feel like, I don't I, yeah. I mean, in my mind, but I, so and, I do. And, um, and horrible traffic, just like Chicago. Horrible traffic. I do TIFF every year in Toronto. So I love going to it. I always have yeah, a good yeah. time there. And Ricky, what was your first experience like in Toronto? Cubby, I was just thinking, I like how you ask how, uh, what's the application process like when we know you're applying every year? (laughs) (laughs) Copy that. You had a a bit of a bad reputation on the show fairly early on, Mm -hmm. bit of a bit of a villain character. How much of that is produced 
and how much of that is real? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like while I'm film, while I was filming that whole like bachelor pad, I would in a million years never thought that it was going to be bad when it aired. Um, really? Not, not for one second. Um, but so what you'll see a lot of this stuff is recycled in all of these shows and, you know, bachelor and uh, bachelor in paradise, all this is so on bachelorette that first season I was on, I made it, you know, pretty much to the end. I was, I was the nice guy, you know, America loved me. And then you saw it's the most prominent character on bachelor pad and they just take you for a spin. You know, everything is what, what am I doing? And they're just kind of putting you in situations that you normally wouldn't put yourself in. And um, again, Bachelor Pad was a, you know, you're competing for money too. So you're competing for a quarter million dollars. Right, right. Uh, you know, I'm a competitive guy. And uh, so, you know, you got to, you know, got to backstab people a little bit, lie a little bit. So it's, you know, kind of comes off as uh, not great. Uh, so watching it back, you know, after films, I, I, I was like, wow. I was like, I don't even remember. I don't remember saying this. I don't remember doing that. Uh, but they're great, obviously, at their jobs. The show's been on for 20 years. Um, so, I, honestly, when I came home to watch the the show and they called me, they are like, hey, Chris, like, it's not good, man. Like, just be prepared. Like, I was like, really? I, I had no idea. And uh, But that's that's what they do. Um, it's tough. Here's the thing. I, do, I don't want to speak out of school here, but for guys like Chris and I, like, when you're really good looking, you have a good personality, you often get cast as the villain. And this is the thing is that once once you're cast that way you try and fulfill your obligation to your fans a little bit right like i got no problem saying how things are uh, i'll tell you something nick the body they don't forget the villain but they forget the nice guy so they, they'll never forget the villain it's a good uh, marketing so strategy it is if you roll with it you're good uh, it's just hard taking the hate you know in the in the comments of instagram and you know the yahoo articles but they don't forget the villain if you're good at it all right, Chris. So a couple of couple of stock questions we have that we are, we're going to start be asking every guest. Uh, I'll start out with a couple here. Uh, favorite food? Say you were this was your last meal. You're going to the electric chair tomorrow morning. What is your last meal? What is your number one favorite food of all time? I mean, it's a typical Midwestern steak and potatoes. Good steak, baked potato. You know, good side, maybe some mac and cheese. Uh, but you know, a Chicago guy, some Chicago guys would come on and say deep dish pizza, but they're lying to you. Um, it's uh, steak and potatoes for sure. I uh, see. I thought for sure you would have said the uh, the deep dish for sure. Nah, deep dish is like uh, it's like a once or twice a year thing. We're Chicago pizza is actually tavern pizza, square cut, thin crust. Deep dish is just like I don't even know how that happened. I mean, that's eating like <laughs> pasta basically, but it's good. But you can't like order it every Sunday or Saturday. You know, it's like it's just too much. Yeah, a favorite artist or band. Whew, that's a good one. Um, I really like Zach Brown Band. I'm a country guy when it comes to music. And, you know, even when they're not singing, they can jam pretty well. So I've been to a few of their concerts, and they've always been a good time. All right. Number uh, number one sports team, favorite sports team? The Cubs, Chicago Cubs. Diehard Cubs fan. 2016 was the greatest year of, of my life because of that World <laughs> Series run. All right. Last question. If a plane crashed and we were stuck on top of a mountain – the five of us. The five of us here. Be who, who would you eat first? <laughs> well, since I can only see you guys from like the shoulders up, it's tough to say. Um, but I have seen Greg in person and uh, in Mexico, so I'd probably go with Greg. Uh, I feel uh, like, yeah, right on. <laughs> I'm adding this to my uh, my overall uh, bio on it every be your bio. No, I'll definitely go for Greg first. Chris Bukowski would eat me first. That, <laughs> I think we just found the title of this episode, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I have actually then, Greg and Chris. How how did you guys meet? Uh, in Mexico? Yeah, the, we were uh, we were in Kang. Yeah, yeah, the two of us. It was a it was a blind date situation. Yeah. Um, Chris hadn't been having much luck with the ladies, and so <laughs> the whole villain thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we ended up at this uh, all male. Um... Greg was down there filming the Biggest Loser, and uh... <laughs> actually, uh, Ricky, you know what? We were uh, we were in Cancun and uh, just on vacation, and uh, uh, Candace was uh, waiting in line for drinks at the uh, at the bar. Uh, just uh, in the evening, you know, after after supper, and 
She said, I think Chris Bukowski is standing behind me. And she, you know, listen, Chris, you have to understand that these assholes have been uh, making fun of me for years because, because they know, they know I am a, uh, you know, member of bachelor nation and Candace and I watch the show and stuff. And so, yeah, she instantly recognized you. And uh, so then, yeah, Chris, we just, we ended up uh, chatting and hung out for the, for the week while we were down there. It was a lot of fun. We, we had a good time. Yeah, we did. We, we did for time. sure. Right on. Well, listen, let's take our first break, guys. We'll go to our first break. When we come back, we will uh, get into some video clips. We're going to talk a little bit about cryptocurrency. We will also get a chance to meet up with Frankie and Dylan again, give us the weather report. And uh, yeah, we'll do that all after this first break. Anyone can take great photos. I know because I've taught thousands of people just like you how to use their fancy digital camera. My system, Camera Easy, can be found at CameraEasy.ca. And it really is easy, I guarantee it. Whether you're photographing storms, tornadoes, a funky bride, or even your cousin's super annoying kids, you'll get better photos with CameraEasy.ca. So check it out today, CameraEasy.ca, and get better photos. All right, we are back with Chris Bukowski of Bachelor Nation fame. Yeah, so I'd heard that you kind of stumbled into uh, cryptocurrency by uh, winning a bet. I heard this recently. And uh, they could only pay in Bitcoin, and so you, uh, but you didn't have a way of getting it off the site. So it kind of just sat there for a few years. Unfortunately, that happened in 2016 when crypto was uh, still very, very much in its infancy. I also got into cryptocurrency in 2016. I heard on the radio in 2013 about Bitcoin. And I thought to myself, oh, that sounds like a good deal. Like that's going to replace our entire uh, monetary system quite possibly. I should get some of that. And then I procrastinated. And then I, then Bitcoin went from like $10 to like 300 or 400 bucks. And I thought, well, I missed that boat. Can't get in on Bitcoin. It's too expensive. So then I uh, started looking at other currencies. And so then I ended up buying Ethereum mm -hmm. um, in 2016 when it was about 12 bucks uh, a coin. And so uh, my question, I guess, for you is, I also stumbled into this sort of accidentally and kind of got lucky at that point in time. Now, I did some really terrible trading over the first, uh, like when things fell off the cliff in 2017 there, like I also almost put myself off a cliff. But uh, there's some really interesting stuff going on in the world of crypto. So I wanted to give you a few uh, crypto names here and you just give the thumbs up or thumbs down what you think I should be putting the three or four hundred bucks. I, I like this game, Nick. I like this Ethereum. game. I like this game too, Nick. I'm ready for yeah. this. And then what we're going to do is a couple years from now, uh, we're going to say like Chris Bukowski made every single person who listens to, uh, what is it? La Nina's? No, El Nino's uh, <laughs> podcast uh, into multimillionaires. And then we can all go play a little uh, Bachelor ourselves if you catch my drift. So first one I want your opinion on, and this one might be a little controversial. But I, I got caught up in this about five years ago too. Ripple. Yeah. So, do you want me to say like good as far as yes, we're going to make money, or yes, I believe it's good for the. I want to know what you think about the money, and I want whether it's going to be a winner or a loser, and I want to know what you think about its utility, whether it's technology or what it's what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah. So um, I was also in Ripple pretty early on. I uh, had a nice run up to, I think it went up to like $3 and 50 cents. So I was in around 20 cents. Um, I think, I don't think the crypto community was actually ready for an altcoin like that to get such notoriety. And then it got beat down and now it's going through all these lawsuits and, and whatnot. 
And I think it's around $1 right now. And I think it's actually going to surpass its all-time high very soon uh, because I think those lawsuits are going to get dropped. So I think Ripple's Ripple's a buy. Um, it's quick. It's, yeah. uh, it's uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not one of those XRP fanboys, but I would I would buy it. Yeah, no, nor am I. But there really is like a lot of haters of XRP who are like, that's ah, not a cryptocurrency that I you know all that type of thing. But the interesting part is when the SEC took that lawsuit forward, you know, the United States is a big country, but it's not the only country in the world. And like this has been settled like in Japan and Korea and Canada, like it's already a security. So I, I don't know why. I mean, that price fell off a real cliff on Boxing Day, too. Uh, you know, it just you could you could have got back into Ripple at like 16 cents four months ago yep. Yep. Ride, like I, I think you're right you ride it right up to five or six bucks here in the next few months i think it'll be it's going to be a top five coin yeah yeah uh, hey, okay. nick, nick i don't yeah. think chris knows what boxing day is oh, okay well boxing day in the canadian british tradition is the day after christmas where i think you give up all the you take all the things that you didn't want from your annoying relatives and you give it to uh, people who you think might enjoy it I've I've heard of Boxing Day before because I worked with a lot of Canadians when I worked for the NHL. So I've I've heard Boxing Day. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what what do you think about uh, Uniswap and uh, Algo? I mean, I think Uniswap, what it's actually doing is, I think it's amazing. It's yeah, wow. uh, I, I think it's tough now with how ex how expensive it is to make those transactions with with gas. Thumbs up on Uniswap. Um, Uniswap actually did an airdrop not too long ago, and if you got that airdrop. You're up like 15x or 20x on it. Um, so, so I'm in on Uniswap. Um, Algo, I don't, I don't know much about about Algo. So I'm gonna go thumbs down on Algo if I don't know. Okay, if you haven't heard about it, then it's a big thumbs down. Just so you know, I have a little bit of Algo, but thanks for that. Yeah, I've heard uh, of it, just don't know much about it. <laughs> what about the Centraland Mana? You know anything about that one? Yeah, I know Mana. Um, as far as its utility, honestly, I feel 98% of these things don't have any utility. Um, but <laughs> as far as a short-term buy, I think everything's. I still think it's a good buy. So I'm going to go up, thumbs up on Mana. And um, honestly, I think you. It's tough to not make money right now in in the crypto market. How about Last that Doge Doge coin thing? So <laughs> that's my contribution to this conversation to the Doge coin. Yeah. That so I feel like Dogecoin is is cool for like getting eyeballs on crypto, but I also think it makes it seem stupid and kind of like dummy down a little bit when I actually think there's actually good things going on in the crypto world because uh, Dogecoin was created kind of as a joke um, and there's a supply that keeps that's infinity. Uh, so it's so I, Chris, I do you, what do you think about you know earlier in the in the previous segment? You actually told the world that you would eat me first uh, <laughs> yeah. if we were in a plane crash. What if I turned that little video clip into an NTF, mm. a non, no, an M NFT, a non-fungible token? Yeah. Very good, Greg. Very good. Yeah, yeah. What if I did that? That's limited edition stuff right there. That's got some value behind I, it. I, I feel like somebody would want to buy that, right? Absolutely. Last one, Siacoin. Sidecoin, I like Sidecoin. So thumbs up on Sidecoin. Um, Oldie but ready, ready to explode. I think. I think that's I, your best bet right now. I think so too. I think yeah, so. Too. Awesome. That's good to hear. I like that. So there's a question about Ooh. cryptocurrency and if it's going to be more mainstream after the stock market shakeup here. Like, how mainstream is crypto? I heard that the that crypto is now worth more than. Uh, well, I know that it's worth. Um, Bitcoin itself is worth more than a trillion dollars. In market cap but overall i think it's worth more than uh what did i hear the stock value of stocks or something like that yeah so two trillion i think it's at the highest all time right now and also bitcoin's market cap got higher than goldman sachs who was a huge disbeliever in crypto very recently and you know what's crazy is people think crypto is very manipulated which yes it is but also the stock market is extremely yeah that's become very clear this year hasn't extremely it extremely manipulated so i think crypto is you know in that 2017 bull run where it kind of just went to that i think kind of like disappeared a little bit i think it's going to you know even when this this bull cycle ends i still think it's going to be a lot more relevant just because there's so much more progress and there's more you know, there's a huge funds getting into into crypto, not only just Bitcoin, but but other coins as well. So I, I think that crypto is going to be more relevant even when the stock market isn't as, as hot as it is as it is right now. How long so, we got left on this bull? 
Yeah, it's tough to say. I was talking to my friends today. I was like, it's it feels too good. Like it's like, <laughs> you know, we're ready for the rug to be pulled any day. You know, all that money we made, like it could be gone in a flash of a second. But again, yeah. but I think since there's so much funds, you know, in it and there's big money in it, I think it's a little more stable than it used to be. I agree. So for those of you, like for example, Ricky, who doesn't know much about crypto, uh, where do you go to buy crypto? You just go yeah. like to the superstore or Ricky, so I'm gonna tell you, man. So uh, you know, I work with this company and they're actually traded on the Canadian stock market and they're called Voyager. But unfortunately, you can't buy crypto on their app in Canada yet. Uh, so I think you you would have to be a Coinbase guy to uh, to get uh, crypto in Canada. I was trying to tell Ricky that earlier, but he wanted to hear from you first. <laughs> but I would hold off, Ricky. Honestly, when, in, when Voyager, you guys got to look into it. They're Canadian. They're traded uh, over the counter in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um great app to buy. I think they have 60 assets on there and they're going to get into the stock, you know, kind of stock trading as well. Right on. Well, listen, I think we're going to use that opportunity, Nick. Let's get into some videos. We want to we want to show you a couple uh tornado videos, uh Chris and uh these are both uh I think what we would categorize as being uh insane videos. Yep, ready like, for that. Truly insane. And we we're gonna we're gonna do some commentary on this. So Nick, okay. So uh, we are going to see the guy who um, just happens to be rolling down uh, the road, the highway in his truck. He's uh, spots what he thinks might be a tornado. He's not a hundred percent sure, um, but he thinks he might be seeing a tornado and. Uh, what ensues is probably the most calm degree of uh, panic I've ever heard of. So let's have a look here. This is a tornado and I cannot tell which way it is going. So I don't know how to get away from it, but it looks like it's coming right towards me. Uh, yeah, I'd say it's going to come right over me. Uh, let me see if I can back up here a little bit and get under the bridge yeah it's coming right over me oh crap I have honestly never been in a tornado before totally crazy it's coming right it is coming right over the top of me it's a little bit scary so Chris if you were seeing this right now out your front windshield uh, what would you be doing Maybe duck. I'd be going in reverse. <laughs> oh, It'd probably be the, 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 the same crazy. answer. Crazy, crazy. Like, look oh. at that thing. It's getting dark, and it's like clearly coming right at him. Look at that inflow, too, just sucking everything right into that thing. Look, oh, that is scary. The truck is, oh my gosh. Holy smokes. Man, drive away from it. Like, you know, a great, great comment here from Sam. Uh, He says, uh, drive, (laughs) right? Like, drive, like, (laughs) go, like, just like turn the car around. Even if you're on a four lane highway like that, drive the wrong way down the road, but drive away from that. Like, I mean, that guy had plenty of time. How long was that video, Chris? Uh, uh, Nick, a minute and a half, something? Yeah, I know, but for sure he did. But he, that, through that whole video, he's just, you know, uh, I think that might be a tornado, and I think it might be coming toward me. I'm with Mike on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mike says, uh, I'd shit my pants, LOL. <laughs> right on. What's the next one, Nick? Okay, well, this uh, we've got Man Films Monster Tornado hitting house, and uh, this one is a little has a bit of a sad story to it, but uh, I'll let you take us through this one, uh, Greg. But But what we're seeing here is a what also appears to be a monster tornado. 
and close to uh, Chris's home there in Illinois. Yeah, so this this one is also a uh, very similar looking tornado, actually. A classic looking, you know, strong EF3, EF4, possibly EF5 strength tornado. You can see visibly, even the untrained eye can see just how violent and rapid the motion is in this tornado. But as you watch this, Chris, it's coming right for him. And this guy films not only to the last second, but he just keeps filming as this thing hits his house. And and Nick, as you said, there was a bit of a sad story to this. So um, his, uh, his spouse, his wife, was killed by this uh, tornado in that very house. But uh, again, this guy is, um, has his mind set on capturing this tornado and not preserving his own, uh, his own life here until the, you know, sort of the very bitter end. And he he looked, he, it looks like he's on like a second story, too. He is, is that, yeah, yeah. When is this? What year is this? We know. Uh, this is fairly recently too. Yeah. Like I want to say, twenty fourteen, maybe oh, twenty fifteen, something like that. But like watch, like watch the house across the road disappears, and he keeps filming. Oh, that's terrifying! The power pole's about to go. Like look yeah, at this. The breeze flying everywhere. Kelly is still sitting there. He's probably watching The Bachelor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, actually, uh, yeah. So that video, that video is actually from uh, just 2018. 2018. There you go. No, sorry, 2015. What is the chance that that guy survived that? I mean, he did survive it. I mean, obviously, the video uh, showed up on YouTube, but um, wrong, totally the wrong thing to do. Right. <laughs> you, you know, what's crazy about that is I asked why what year it was, because people like you guys are prof professional, right? Storm chase, like people. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. All right. I'll give you guys more credit. All right. Than you deserve. But I was, <laughs> um, but people will do anything for good content. You know, like they'll yeah. sit in front of a tr semi truck coming towards them just for that, you know, that potential viral video. And that's and here we are, you know, we're watching that video. And, and unfortunately, you know, the guy's wife died. And I mean, it's insane. I, I would be as far away, you know, in the basement or the guy seemed like he was in his bedroom filming that. Yeah. I mean, you talk about viral videos. Like if you go to our YouTube channel, our, our number one viral video <laughs> is Ricky shot it out, out west of a bear mama bear picking up a cub. My uh, my most watched video on YouTube is me repairing the dustbin on my Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> so garrett was saying that uh the dude who shot that was 84 years old and you know what's crazy yes. about that chris is that you know you you mentioned viral videos and stuff i can't even no. fathom that this you know what i think this dude's mindset was that's it. i've had a good run yeah 100 <laughs> percent yeah, 84. He doesn't care about Instagram no. or no. No, no. He's just like, you know what? If this is the way I go, this is the way I go. Yeah, he was ready. Cubby, you had a major life event happen this week. Can you tell us what that was? 12 days ago now, we wow. had a new baby girl. So we have wow. now. A Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. A four year old boy, a two year old daughter, and now a 12 day old daughter. Who's the dad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey yo. Chris just keeps doing this, Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> just keeps crossing his fingers. Yeah. Chelsea, so, Chelsea's watching, so you can apologize to her for that. Yeah. So, no, it's, it's just absolutely crazy right now in the house. Uh, thankfully, my mother-in-law is able to stay over. It's crazy, man. Three kids. Okay. So, Chris, listen. Um, I know it's been twelve days, but I understand you guys have not yet been able to agree upon a name for the little girl correct so what have you been calling her so far little girl or just babe babe okay yeah. baby so i thought we would have some fun tonight and actually help you to name the new baby girl how much fun is that going to be that's going to be great chelsea's right going to love it yeah yeah i think i think this would be a lot of fun cubby do you have any do you have any sort of short list already of names yeah so i was thinking like cubby jr cubby jr okay i'm writing cubby these down cubby the second you can't do that's, that you don't yeah, ever do about it i don't really have any names to be honest you don't have oh, any names. <laughs> Lynette in the comments has a good one stormy 
Stormy. Like that. Ooh. that is a cool name. Stormy Chittick. I like that. That's that yeah. seems like that Fun seems like some of the girls I went to Vegas with uh, in college. <laughs> a little risky. It was like a stripper name. <laughs> yeah. So you're basically setting up her future career yeah. with a name like that. She had no choice. Yeah. For context, though, Chick, do you expect her to like achieve the same thing you have in life of never having a real job? Just like the <laughs> groundwork for this name. No, she's actually uh, she sleeps really well. All she does right now is just poops, eat, and sleep, just like her dad, just like me. So she's setting up to be good. Nick, what about you? Any ideas? Yeah, I was thinking. Uh, I got. I had five um, potentials here. Um, I'll just go okay. through them, and you let me know yep. what you think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bittick. Bit. <laughs> Spell it, please. Bittick. B i t t i c k. Okay. So Bittick. Bittick. <laughs> and then also I got Didick. <laughs> Vidic, which is a little <laughs> European sounding, but then Zidic if you want something a little more modern. And then also Mary. Oh, Mary. <laughs> Mary. Mary Chittick. Right on. I like Zidic. Dick, what about you? You got anything? Well, I Googled shittiest names. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully you don't, anybody listening, you don't have kids named this, but uh, I don't mean to offend you, but one is Blade, but with a Y, because you know that guy is sweet or girl. <laughs> and then what you need to do is you need to change the name of your other kid to Knife. K-N-Y-F-E. <laughs> and then just leave the other kid out of the equation. <laughs> Chris, what about you, Bukowski? What about you? I mean, I didn't do any research on this, but did you guys name like the tornadoes that you guys? Do you guys name the tornadoes you chase, or do tornadoes get names, or just hurricanes? Yeah, they usually get named by sort of what the closest city or town is. Okay, so do you have have a favorite tornado? Oh, that's a good idea. You could call it Pilger, Cubby. (laughs) Pilger. Dodge City, hell of a name for a nice little girl. Dodge City, yeah, I like that one. That's or a good one. or if, like you did something the opposite of you know tornadoes are very destructive. You do something like very uplifting, like like uh, like sunshine. grace, like grace or sunshine or something like that. Or like rainbow, that. rainbow, rainbow. Although, yeah, do rainbow. <laughs> yeah, like we're hippies. Uh, so, Chris, I, I actually came up with with a couple. I thought uh, as a play on the letters to create kind of like a, an anagram, not an anagram. What's the word I'm looking for, Nick? You, you know, when you had take the first letter of each word, Yeah, uh, that's called a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking if you, if you named her first name with an M like, uh, like Mary, so, like that's a good one. And then her middle name with an A, like, Anne, like Mary Ann Chittick. And then her letters of her name would spell out Mac and you could call her big Mac. <laughs> that's good yeah yeah i like it or or you could they give her her first name be something like something that starts with an f like uh what would be a good female name starts with an f uh, fran fran okay uh, there. Uh, frida okay fran or frida and then her middle name would be like ursula and so her 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 name would would spell out f-u-c and <laughs> that would just be funny for everybody all the time like the rest of her life that would that would true, just yeah. be a hilarious, hilarious. Chidik, another name I had for you. Um, again, if the kid follows in your footsteps of uh, not accomplishing anything, uh, banjo, <laughs> banjo. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I like it. You don't expect I'll write that anything. down. <laughs> yeah, nobody expects anything of banjo. <laughs> <laughs> God, I can't uh, wait to have kids there, Ricky. Let's uh, let's let, let's do this. We're gonna uh, we're gonna go to our next break, guys. Chris Bukowski, uh, thank you so much for for coming on the show and uh, joining us here on uh, El Ninos, the the Tornado Hunters podcast. Any uh, any any plug that you want to make right now, Chris, for uh, things that you're doing, things you got on the go, Twitter handle, Facebook, anything. Yeah, it's just Chris J. Bukowski across all my social media handles, but mostly just help out your small businesses when you can, especially re- local restaurants, because um, it's 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 a tough, tough grind out there, you know, getting through the pandemic and order out, order in, whatever it is that you guys are able to do up there and uh, take care of your, uh, your people that are in service, the service industry.
All right, welcome back to El Nino's, the Tornado Hunters podcast. Uh, that was a great segment, guys, with uh, Chris Bukowski. What a nice guy, eh? Yeah, yeah, cool dude. He's got a lot going on. So, Nick, how did he fare on the whole cryptocurrency conversation now that he's not here with us? He knows his crypto. That's pretty obvious. But uh, I like what he had to say about it. You know, now is a good time to get into the crypto market if you're going to get in. And I think this latest bull run is going to last us the entire year of 2021, maybe a little bit into 2022. So there's lots of time to get in. I think if I had to make a prediction for the end of December, I am going to say that Bitcoin will be worth $130,000 per Bitcoin by December 31st, 2021. You heard it here first, gang. Uh, even though it's uh, sitting at $70,000 right now, it's nope. still a good good time. That's to American, buy. 130 American. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's about 52 today, 54 today. Now, that being said, it could also be worth zero. So. And now it's time for the weather with Frankie and Friends. I'm Frankie McDonald. You're listening to TornadoHunter.com podcast. I also have autism, and Frankie's a true inspiration. Frankie and I are best buds. I'm Joey Only. Hi, I'm Trey. I'm a good friend of Frankie's. People, it's Saskatchewan. Make sure to stay away from trees and golf courses. Make sure to stay away from trees and open fields and golf courses so you don't get struck by lightning. When it's a hailstone, don't go near the windows. I think we got a couple of months before we have to worry too much about thunderstorms, but I have always said this. Now is the best time to be prepared in the Prairie Provinces because if you wait until the day of a thunderstorm, to uh, get yourself ready, whether it's emergency supplies or knowing what your severe weather plan is, it's too late. So now's the time to start thinking about that. Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Southern Ontario in particular. So do you expect then, Frankie, this summer to be active in terms of tornadoes in Saskatchewan? It's going to be active tornado season in Saskatchewan. It's going to be bad tornado season. Give us an overview of what people need to be prepared for as they start their storm planning. Because if we're going to have a bad storm season, Frankie, it's Make important. Make sure that- your storm vehicles ready. Make sure you have your heavy shields ready for hail. And uh, what what do people do if um, if severe weather strikes? Like, what do you do for a safety plan? Go underneath the tables. Go underneath the chairs, and and go go down the basement if you have a basement Regina. And I think that's pretty good advice. Most people in Regina, if you live in a house, you've got a basement. We've all got basements here. Some of the apartment buildings don't have basements, though. So in the event that there's a severe thunderstorm and you're in an apartment, what do you do? Stay away from windows for hail. Interior bathrooms, a good idea, those types of things. Is there anything that you keep on hand? Glasses for hail storms. Some really large hail that happened in Australia in October, in the November 2020, hailstone went to the roof of the house. There's a storm system headed towards Norway later on this week. As for Saskatchewan, lots of tornadoes going on in Regina, Moose Jaw, Swift Current, Estefan, Weyburn, Yorkton, Saskatoon, Prince Albert, North Battleford, and Lloyd's Minister, Saskatchewan, and Maple Creek, Saskatchewan, and all these places. Mooseland, Saskatchewan, they get tornadoes there, especially on Lewis Real Trail from Regina to Saskatoon. Circle Drive, that's Highway 11, Highway 16. It's going to be active tornado season in Saskatchewan. It's going to be bad tornado season. In Sydney, Nova Scotia, it's going to be cooler, but change the showers or drizzle or foggy conditions. What about Trey? How was the COVID cases in Houston? Terrible. Um, but no, they're <laughs> not terrible. Compared to everywhere else in the world, they're they're pretty bad. But there there's some decline Things are looking a lot more promising than they did last year. What about and, the what about the UK variant, South African variant, Brazilian variant, now Japanese variant? There, yeah, there's a lot of variants to be weary of. Um, but overall, it for me personally, I've already had it, so um, I'm I'm doing okay now. I'm just I got my first dose of the vaccine. Most people in my life that I've known. A fan of mine named John yeah. Hustler. He got a first dose of That's Johnson good. Johnson vaccine. Jack Hustler. He got the he one dose. From Virginia. He got his first dose. One dose Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Joey, you got a first dose. AstraZeneca. Yeah, I got I got Pfizer. So, but it was weird. Like I woke up and then 
in the middle of the night and I saw a big 404 error message in my brain. And I was like, <laughs> Bill Gates got me. <laughs> hey, what's the weather I... like? Uh, what's the weather like down there in Houston, Trey? It's really pretty right now. It's uh, it's like it's like seventy eight degrees, or no, it's in the eighties. Talk about Hamptons weather. It's been it's been really nice here. Uh, it's been like fifteen degree fifteen degrees here. It feels like summertime. Like it's crazy. So I've been been biking lots. I've been enjoying the outdoor weather. Riding up to the golf course, doing like. 10k bike rides every day. I love it. Hamilton's weather has got has been doing really good. I don't want to jinx it. I hope there's not going to be any more snow. But hey, what's the weather like in BC? May as well do the whole country here if we got everyone on plus Houston. Yeah, like I was saying, more snow coming. And uh, since I got my uh, first shot of AstraZeneca, all of us first responders who got it uh, now suddenly believe in one world government. Yeah. <laughs> and the places like Nebraska, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Kansas, and Oklahoma, and Missouri, they get large hail. With thunderstorms and tornadoes, hail can go to the roof of the house. Right. Yeah, you got to be careful with hail, Frankie. I don't know if anyone's ever said this before, but you look a little bit like Chris Chittick if Chris Chittick grew his hair out. Um, yeah, I got <laughs> I got to look up who Chris Chittick is. Uh, He's right above you. He's right oh, above you. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. All yeah. oh, right, yeah. Up, it's like a before and after pick. My name is Frank Bidone. You're listening to Tornado Hunters Podcast. All right. Thanks, Dylan and Frankie. And uh, next, we're going to go to Cubby and Dick. You got some comments uh, coming in on uh, on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, where are we going to go, uh, Ricky? Uh, we'll be, got a really good comment from Tannis Lovell. She was just telling, telling us uh, that it looks like Forbes gets it. She's probably just talking about life in general. I just wanted to bring that forward. <laughs> 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 uh let's see just a lot of people watching they saying the show is great you guys are funny uh, a lot of good comments about chris our guest coming on the name name segment went really well <laughs> a lot of suggestions for that as well and that's pretty much it just a lot of well, we kinda... got this one coming from nick mckay says love the first season of tornado hunters you need to put more on netflix uh yeah we would love to that's not up to us unfortunately when are you guys going to release those new episodes been looking forward to these for like seven years <laughs> Well, as soon as this pandemic's over, Nick, we're going to be right on top. Yeah, of it. Yeah, that's our that's our thing. As soon as the pandemic's over, any chance of getting a tornado if you know squeezed into this season? God, I hope so, man. Yeah, yeah me too. I me hope too. we can get south. Yeah, I just saw a post from our friend Daniel Shaw, and he's actually headed over from Australia mm. to uh, to Los Angeles. He'll be chasing this year, and uh, he's going to be arriving into the United States on the 10th of April. So that was kind of interesting. So maybe if we're willing to uh, fly down there and spend the entire tornado season down there without coming home, maybe we could do it. But I don't mm -hmm. know that that's something I'm ready to do at this stage. You know what gets me about Daniel Shaw is uh, he knows Greg really well. He knows me really well. He knows Nick. But every time Ricky's around, Ricky's introduced himself <laughs> by like 10 times to him. He's, like, he's still like, who are you again? <laughs> <laughs> No, the reason for that is because Daniel Shaw and I bonded over uh, 40 chicken McNuggets one time at a McDonald's drive through while Greg was shooting rainbows. Well, listen, let's uh, uh, let's also uh, give a guys a little plug to uh, our last guest, uh, which was episode one. We had Amanda Ruler on and, and Ricky, Amanda was just awesome. Such yeah. a such a dynamic personality. And if you don't follow Amanda right now on Instagram, you, you really should do yourself a favor. Her Instagram posts, really fun to watch. Uh, she's actually a pretty funny person. For sure. And, uh, and wow, like crazy fit. Like she could probably bench press all of us well, at the really same fast. time. Well, once again, I want to uh, thank uh, our guest, Chris Bukowski, for coming on the show. Uh, don't forget that we had last time around, we had Amanda Ruler. That's Ruler with two L's. We had Amanda Ruler on. She's a, a pro athlete, uh, super funny lady, uh, Ricky. She's a lot of fun. Check out her Instagram. Uh, it's, it's a great follow. And, uh, and, and you can hear our entire interview uh, on episode one of El Nino's. 
Also, if you want to subscribe on your favorite podcast app, you search for Stormfront Freaks Podcast Network, and you will get the Stormfront Freaks podcast as well as El Nino's so that every week there's new content coming into your inbox. Next episode, we have a super special guest. I'm really thrilled to have him on the show. Uh, a guy by the name of Alex Zerby. Now, Alex is called the Zaniac, and he's been on America's Got Talent, Last Comic Standing, and he has been awarded two Guinness World Records. Uh, he's a comedian. Uh, he's a prop comedian. And the, his connection with the weather and the reason we're having him on, Alex has actually been struck by lightning. And so we're going to get to talk about that experience because uh, I know it's one that uh, is the thing that I'm the most scared of when I'm storm chasing. So we'll, we'll have that experience, uh, share that experience with him. Uh, he's from Seattle, and he's going to join us on episode number three of El Nino's. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, Cubby, Ricky, Nick, anything that you guys want to add before we uh, before we sign off? Yeah, I think it was a great show, everyone. Uh, Chris, once again, thanks to Chris for coming on. We can only get better, guys. <laughs> True that. <laughs> just, just a sad pep talk. Feels like we're in the locker room. <laughs> it's like when we have a down day chasing, or we miss the storm, we miss the day of the tornado, and we're like, listen. <laughs> Like, listen, do we suck as storm chasers? Is there something we're doing wrong? It's always just get back to basics, right? Just right. get back Shut to up. basics. Shut, Shut up. up. All right, guys, that was a lot of fun. I'm glad we had Chris on. And uh, actually, I'm really glad we had him on because otherwise this would have been the worst show in history. So uh, thank you again. And uh, we, like I said, hit that follow button on Stormfront Freaks Podcast Network. And uh, we'll see you again next time. This has been El Nino's, the Tornado Hunters podcast, part of the Stormfront Freaks podcast network. Oh, it's taking up power poles. <laughs> <laughs>